Welcome to my Perke Avot Shi'ur. This week we're going to be talking about an incredible Mishnah. It's a wonderful Mishnah. It's in the second Perek of Perke Avot, and it's the tenth Mishnah. We last week in our share, in the previous share, and you can catch it on YouTube or on SoundCloud, we spoke about the five principal Talmidim, the disciples of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai some of the most incredible Talmudic minds of Jewish history. And now we're going to see from them, not what they said about halacha, and not necessarily the history of their lives, but we're going to see how they con- conducted themselves ethically and morally, and what in their minds was most important in terms of conducting yourself as a Jew in terms of your moral fabric. That's what we're going to be seeing today in the 10th Mishnah of the second Perik of Pirkei Avot. Let's look at it here. Heim Omru Dvarim. So they said the five Talmidim all agreed on three principal ideas. Now, you're going to see that those three principal ideas are actually not three, but each one of them is divided into separate sections. But they always spoke about these matters, these ideas, these ideals, as being of paramount importance. There's nothing more important if you want to be a good Jew, if you want to be someone who is a servant of Hashem, who understands what it means to be a person of faith, you've got to uphold these ideals Hold them firm. Make sure that you are a perfect ambassador for these ideals in every aspect of your life, because otherwise all the other um, uh, things that you do in terms of being a Jew will not have the right value, will not have the correct value. So let's see what they said. The first person we're going to be dealing with is Rebeliezer ben Hurkanus. Remember, he was the Boyer Sud. He was the, he was the pit which wouldn't let anything out. He was a fount of information. He was an incredible person. He was a bit of a tough person. He wasn't an easy person. I wouldn't necessarily have wanted to be his Talmud. But you're going to see what he says. And in fact, it ends off with a rather tough um, admonition to those who counteract or try and undermine the words of Talmidei Chachamim. Let's see what he says. Rabbi Yezer Oimer. Rabbi Yezer says, Just remember a very important principle in life. The honor and the dignity of your friend, of the person that you are associated with on a regular basis, should be more important for you than your own self-respect. You must be a person who, in every aspect of your life, is going to ensure that your friend is going to be treated with the greatest possible respect. That is something that's so important. Now, you know that we say, it's a posuk in Kedoshim. It's from Sefer Vayikra in the Chumish. We say, you must love your friend like yourself. But here's something more. Loving is, is emotional, it's fuzzy, 
I'm going to hug my friend, but this is something more. You've got to respect your friend. You've got to show them the type of respect and the type of um, deference that is relevant to them. And in the same way as you would like to be treated with deference and respect, you want to be taken seriously. Who, who, who wouldn't want to be taken seriously? We all want to be taken seriously. You should take your friends seriously. If you're a person, by the way, who wants to uphold Torah values, who wants to uphold the faith of God, you must be a person who has the kavod chaveroch, choviv alecho keshelach. Don't think that you are superior to someone because you said Shema with more Kavana and you were more Makbid on the Heksher, you know, you, you ate from a better Heksher and because you kept Shabbos for 10 minutes longer because you always broke, uh, you know, uh, brought out Shabbos on Motoy Shabbos with uh, the Shear of Rabbeinu Tam, the Zman of Rabbeinu Tam and don't think that because you wear different clothes and mix in a different environment that somehow that you're more special. Who knows what that person has gone through in order to be the person that they are. You should always show people great respect. You should show them great reverence. Why? Because you'd like to receive that type of respect. Everybody's self-esteem, to some extent, is contingent on the esteem that they receive from others. It's a fact. That's human nature. We like to know that we have been validated by others. Well, if you want to be validated by others, recognize that you must validate others. Don't imagine that your validation by others is sufficient. You must be a person who always shows the greatest level of respect to others that is possible. And in that way, you can validate yourself because you as a person are going to be elevated as a result of the way that you treat others. That is what Rabbi Yezab ben Hurkanus, and he was a tough fellow. He wasn't an easy person. He wasn't a person who gave ground easily. And yet he recognized that in a social environment, and we all live in an environment where there's other people involved, you're never going to be respected if you don't respect others. He says, do you know how you can be a person who always respects others? Don't immediately get angry and uh, combative and difficult in situations where you have to deal with other people. By the way, we all come across situations where we could criticize others, where we could find fault in what other people do. I mean, you know, not everyone behaves in the way that they should. I know it's shocking. I, I know that you're listening to this, watching this, and you think to yourself, how could Rabbi Duna say such a thing? But the truth is, we know that people don't always behave in the correct way. They're not always doing the things that they should do. They're doing things that they shouldn't do. And you know, our blood pressure rises and we feel that our pulse is just, it's going up from 75 to 95. And we can feel that we're not happy with the situation. We're not happy with the way that someone's behaving. And we want to call them out. We want to tell them, you're not behaving in the correct way. You're not doing the right thing. Calm 
down. Don't get angry. Not everyone knows what you know. It's not necessarily true that everybody sees things in the way that you see them. Rabbi Yeza ben Hurkanah says, Do you know what's important? What's important is to put things in context. That showing someone respect and giving somebody their dignity is sometimes more important than pointing out what they have done wrong. And by the way, very often when people want to show someone else what they've done wrong, really what they want to show them is how they know better than them. How they are better than them. Who says you're better than them? Maybe you're better than them in just the thing that you happen to have pointed out that they did wrong. But maybe in every other aspect of your life, you're not doing the right thing at all. So says Rebliezer ben Horkunas, beautiful. It's absolutely wonderful. It's such good advice. We should all take it on board. He says, May the respect and the dignity that you give to other people be the same dignity that you would expect and you would hope for in terms of the way that people treat you. By the way, we don't all get treated in the way that we want to get treated. But we know how we want to get treated. We know how it is that we want people to treat us in different situations. Well, whatever it is that you would hope for in terms of how people treat you, that's the way that you should treat other people. Because that is the baseline for human interaction and for social interaction. That is what is so important. We should make sure that everybody should feel comfortable in every given situation. That's how he begins. And then he says, He continues. He says, You should always do Teshuva one day before you die. <laughs> the Gemara in Shabbos says, what, what, what are you talking about? You don't know what day you're going to die. So how would you know how to do Teshuva how to repent the day before you die. <laughs> the Gemara says, you're absolutely right. How do you know that today is not the day before that you're going to die? Perhaps you're going to die tomorrow. How do you know that today isn't your last day? Have you done Teshuva today? Have you made sure that each and every aspect of your life is in completely in line with what you would like it to be as your legacy, as the heritage that you would wish to impart for the for your for your for the way that you are perceived after your passing? Are you perfect? You're not perfect. If you're not perfect, do Teshuva today, because tomorrow you could be gone. Don't ever imagine that today is just another day in your life. Today could be the last day of your life. It's such an important message. If you treat each day as the most important day of your life, as the day on which the difference could be made between success and failure, between faith and the opposite, between what you need to do and what you shouldn't be doing, 
if each and every day is treated with a kind of importance that would make it the most important day of your life, then each and every day will be a stepping stone to a growth process that will see you emerge as an incredible person. And Rabbi Yezab ben is saying this perhaps in a rhetorical way. He's not saying today could be your last day. He's saying do to shuva on your last day. It's a rhetorical device. He's saying do to shuva today as if it's your last day. Do to shuva today. Repent today. Make sure that you have treated this day, this very day, as the last day of your life so that every aspect of your life is taken care of and every aspect of what you would wish to leave behind as your legacy has been in some way addressed by what you did today. At the end of each day, I try to do this each and every day, by the way. At the end of each day, I, I, I think to myself, what did I do today? What were the things that I achieved today? What did I do today that made a difference to the world, that made a difference to my family, that made a difference to the people I know, that made a difference to myself? What did I do today that could really affect every aspect of my life going forward? That is Rabbi Ezra ben Hurkunus's great advice here in the 10th Mishnah of the second Perik of Perkei Avot. V'shuv echod you never know when you're going to die. Of course, you know, somebody who gets a fatal illness, sadly, will know, I'm, sh I'm shortly going to expire. But most of us are not subject to those fatal illnesses. We don't know when we're going to die. And we all think we're healthy and we're going to survive. And even when we attend funerals, we think, OK, that person died, but I'm alive, I'm OK. No, no. Every day should be the day that you think to yourself, tomorrow I could be gone. What is the legacy that I leave behind? Who am I? What am I? And what have I achieved? And that level of self-awareness is so crucial in terms of Jewish morality, in terms of who you are as a Jew and as a person of faith. Beheve mischamim keneged uron shel chachomim says Rabbi ben Hurkanus. You know there is this concept of the heliotropic effect. Have you ever heard about it? Do you know what the heliotropic effect is? Have you, have you ever seen something called a sunflower? Do you know what the sunflower is? It's got a, a black center and it's got yellow petals. Now the sunflower, when it um, matures and it has the flower, the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west. Well, in the morning, the sunflower faces the east and during the course of the day, and it's imperceptible to the human eye, unless you have one of these uh, time-lapse cameras, you know that the sunflower, during the course of the day, will change its direction from east to west. At the end of the day, it's facing the sun in the west. It's called the heliotropic effect. And the heliotropic effect also is something that is relevant to plants that you have on your windowsill at home. Your plants 
will face towards the window as opposed towards the home because the light is something that comes through the window. and We all want to face the light. We all want to benefit from the light. Heliotropic effect, says Rebeliezer ben Hurkunas. If you are in the vicinity of Tamide Chachomim, if you are in the vicinity of great rabbis, great scholars, people who are special, who are holy, who are spiritual, then make sure that you benefit from their light that you bask in the heat and the light of their proximity. It's so important. However, don't imagine that you can't get burnt by their heat. So there are those people who think, okay, I'm just going to come close to the rabbi and I'm going to be okay. That's not the way it works. You have to change yourself Otherwise, you'll get, you will get burnt. You will suffer as a result of the heat, as a result of the light, as a result of the damage that could be caused by your proximity to such a great person. It's not necessarily true that proximity will cure every evil. Not at all. You must be worthy of that proximity. What have you done to prevent being damaged by being in such place? close proximity to a great person. Their bite can be as deadly as the bite of a fox. A fox bites you, you don't want to get bitten by a fox. And if they sting you, it's like the sting of a scorpion. Nobody wants to get stung by a scorpion. I, I remember I was once on a Pesach program in Arizona. And in the middle of davening, we were davening one night, Mariv, and we saw a scorpion scuttling across the floor in front of us. We all ran away. Who wants to be in close proximity to a scorpion? We don't want to get stung by a scorpion. And their hiss is like the hiss of a serpent. Nobody wants to get close to a snake. We don't want to get bitten. We don't want to get damaged. We don't want to get killed by the venom of a venomous snake. Each and every one of their words is like a heated coal. We know that proximity is good, but that proximity can only work if we are worthy of that proximity. And if not, we may get damaged by that proximity. We don't want to be too close to something that could hurt us and that could cause us damage. That would be terrible. I want to just look at something which I saw here. It's a beautiful Medrash Shmuel. Medrash Shmuel says that the fact is that um, those three things which are mentioned in terms of proximity to somebody who is great, somebody who is a faith leader, uh, is not, it's not a random selection of three items. Because there are, you know, there are those people. Have you, have you ever met people who tell you, you know, I love our Jewish heritage, but those people lived in the past. They lived in an era where they didn't know what they were talking about because they didn't have as much information as we have. After all, we live in an era of information technology, 
of the information superhighway. We have the internet. We have Google. I mean, who needs Chazal if you need Google? And therefore, although I have great respect for the fact that in their era they were very knowledgeable, but I have no respect for them right now when the information we have far exceeds anything that they knew. And that's what Rebbe Yezab and Hukunus was telling us. Don't become a person who undermines the authority of Talmudic and Midrashic sages. And he says it comes at three levels. There are those who say that Midrashim shouldn't be taken too seriously. Don't become a person who dismisses the idea that Midrashim are important. Because then you'll get bitten like a fox bites a person. Now, when a fox bites you, it's not venomous. It's painful and you may need to get a rabies shot. It's not the worst thing in the world, but you try and avoid it. That's if you just deny the validity of a medrash. What about if somebody denies the validity of the choshen mishpat psak of someone who tells you that this is the way that the uh, monetary uh, situation should be resolved in any given difficult situation between two parties or more where there is a dispute over how a financial situation should be resolved somebody tells you I don't care what Chazal says I have a better solution than anything that the Talmudic sages have taught us in terms of how this should be resolved and decided then it's going to be an Akita Sakrav now if you get stung by a scorpion, it's the venom of a scorpion is something that we can easily... I mean, of course, if it's not dealt with, it could be deadly, but it's quite easily dealt with. And if it's dealt with, it's not going to be deadly. Now, how does that translate into financial disputes? If you make a decision that goes against Torah values, that goes against Chosha Mishpat, it's very easy to change what you've decided. You could then go ahead and say, listen, I made a mistake, and actually this is the just decision, this is the just um, conclusion of your financial dispute, and even though I said it should go one way, it could go the other way. So in the same way as a, an Akitas Akrav, the sting of a scorpion could be mitigated by uh, some type of medical intervention, so too a financial dispute which has been decided incorrectly because you haven't valued the words of Chazal could be mitigated if you changed because you could say that this person who got the money should give the money back to the other person and what you said was incorrect. However, when it comes to matters of Issa Veheter and when it comes to matters of faith when it comes to matters which cut to the very core of who you are as a person of faith, a believer in God, then it's going to be a, a snake bite. It's going to be a killer. And that there may be no remedy for. And that is the situation in terms of people who undermine Chazal, people who undermine the wisdom of the Talmudic sages, people who undermine the validity of halakha, 
those people are going to have the deathly confrontation with a serpent that might completely destroy them and from which there is no return. That is the analogy that Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkunus gives us in terms of how we deal with our proximity to Tamidech Chachomim and people who are gedolim in Jewish heritage and in the Jewish faith. We must never imagine that we know better than them. We can argue with them and we can challenge them, but we must never undermine them. We must never imagine that that which we have to say in some way supersedes that which they have to say. We must treat them with the greatest reverence and respect. And he goes back to what he said at the beginning of his statement, which is, may the respect of your friend be greater than the respect that you would expect for yourself. And certainly, may the respect that is given to those who are the ambassadors of Torah, who are the ambassadors of God, be much greater, far greater, than the respect that you would expect to be given to yourself. We must always be the ambassadors of the ambassadors of Torah. We must always be those who advocate for anyone who is going to deliver to us a true Torah message. And let us not make any mistake. Let us not be in a situation where we are either bitten by a fox stung by a scorpion or attacked by a snake. And with that, we'll leave it for today. Thank you.